Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, best friends. This is Sports in the City with Haley. And Sally. Welcome back. This is episode number two. We're so grateful that you guys are listening to us again. Or if it's your first time, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you. Um, It is a lovely Wednesday morning in Minneapolis. And... What about, to thunderstorm, about to thunderstorm, but... Um, yeah, what does Burrow say? The Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. We can't forget both of them. So, uh, yeah, it's about to thunderstorm, but we're uh, happy to have you guys back. We are in studio, and we're ready and raring to go for episode number two. Yeah, and I just want to say I, from both of us, thank you guys so much um, for the positive reception on the um, episode that came out Sunday. We, of course knew that people some people would listen and say nice things but we were blown away by how many people reached out and took the time to listen um especially you know since it came out on a sunday morning um and then being on only one podcast platform right now um i just couldn't believe it how many people still went out of their way um to listen so thank you so much yeah i was totally blown away and it was really reassuring that oh we're gonna have a few people listen maybe every week so that was really nice and it was the things that people were saying were so kind and just the fact that people took the time to even tell us that they listened was amazing because you don't have to do that and it's it's very nice so thank you so much we love you guys yeah I mean so many people commented that it didn't really feel like a podcast and that it flew by because you know of just our chemistry and any reassurance we can get (laughs) is great is great so seriously thank you um so much so last weekend we went to the viking scrimmage Mm -hmm. at u.s bank stadium and oh my god it felt so good back to be back in that stadium i was just like overwhelmed with kind of emotion i had goosebumps leading up to walking in and then when i finally met up with you and the rest of our group it was just like holy shit, we're back together in our favorite place. It was so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was so cool. I mean, admittedly, I got to say, I didn't pay a ton of a, a ton of attention to what was going on in the field. And I. that wasn't intentional. Um, it was just the excitement of being back there, I think. And also how they had it um, set up was that everyone was on one side of the field. It was the visitor's side. And so a majority of people were in um, the club. Um, Polaris I don't, Club. Pol- Polaris oh, Club. Oh, God, don't. Oh, God. She, okay, you can tell she's not from here because she kept saying Polaris. And I just pulled her aside and I was like, um, it's Polaris. Like- yeah, it was so cute that she tried to correct me in a way that wasn't going to embarrass me. And the thing was, I had been corrected like 15, 20 minutes b- before that by our friend Matt, and I still couldn't get it right. So I probably will mis- uh, mispronounce that again. It just doesn't flow off the tongue like that for me. I don't know. but It's funny, though, because it's like that's how you can tell that you're not from here. Because when you're from here and everyone's talking about like a snowmobile or a ranger or something like that, it's mm-hmm. Polaris. You just know. And so if you're not from this area, especially since they're a Minnesota-based company, it just, yeah, you don't, 
you don't even think of it. You don't hear it all the time. I'm like, what the fuck is Polaris? Yeah, I've never had a need for a snowmobile. I've never been on one. You've so, never been snowmobiling before? No, I've never done any sort of like winter activities like that. Tubing, skiing, snowboarding, um, even wait, okay, even so, chilling in a cabin, just drinking hot chocolate. I've never done anything like that. Okay, first of all, I'm the world's worst best friend because I can take you to do all of those things. I thought you had been skiing before. Oh, absolutely not. And I would never try it. No, you would. I have, I'm very accident prone and I have a knee that's been surgically repaired three times. It is not in my cards. Yeah. Your knee is like worse than Teddy's. I think it's actually great now. I mean, shout out Twin Cities Orthopedics. (laughs) Um, Love you guys for uh, finally giving me a pain-free life for the last almost year. Uh, but yeah, I haven't done any of that. So I will probably mispronounce it forever. But so we were in that, uh, that club area. And because of that, um, there's a bunch of high top tables that are close to the last row. And we ended up just standing around there and, um, just socializing, catching up, feeling the vibes of us bank stadium, um, ran into some people that we knew, ran into a couple Twitter followers. Um, and also, uh, the most notable moment was uh, Victor the Viking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out, Victor. What a king. Victor was very excited to see us. Um, Do you think he recognized us? He seemed like it. He yeah. came over to us. That's true. And then he did respond to our tweet pretty quickly. He did. And he was over there just he was flexing, showing off his calves because um, he has gotten a little buff, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah, in he, the off time. In the off season, he really put in work. I'm proud of him. Uh, yep, absolutely. And he invited us to brunch. So we're going to have to <laughs> take him up on that. He might be a little tired this Sunday um, after think, the scrimmage. Do you think we can get Victor on the pod? Uh, you know, um, I, we should try. We should try. We we know a few people who could maybe make that happen. That would be nice. <laughs> Imagine Victor debuting his voice. <laughs> what do you think his voice sounds like? Oh, God, I can't even... What if he- I don't want to put expectations on his voice because okay, that's fair. You know, I want to. I hope he has like a Brian Oak esque voice where it's um, like, oh, or what if it's super high pitched? It just doesn't match the. Well, there kind of has to be a reason he's not using it, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't even hear him like saying skull in the skull chant. He could at least do that. Well, nice of him to care. I mean, I guess he could even maybe not be a male. It might even be a female. That's true. So look at us. What assholes. It could be short for Victoria. That's true. You know, so um, something to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You guys are getting a live look inside of our brain. This is how our brain works. So you might be a little freaked out right now, but this is our stream of consciousness, basically. Yeah. So so it was a great time. It didn't last as long as I was expecting it to because night practice was I want to say like two and a half, three hours. I was expecting that. But um, regardless, great to be back there. Great to have some busy seltzers. Um, if anyone from the Vikings happens to uh, hear this, can we please upgrade to the 16-ounce busy seltzers? Yeah. Um, that's what the Henry size was. And um, I'm please, thank you for switching to busy because it is a superior product. But it if it's going to be 12 ounces... Um, Your girl's that, that sucking ain't gonna those work. down pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> ain't I do work. appreciate that they have vitamin C in them. So, oh yeah, get your antioxidants for sure. Um, <laughs> so anyway, just going back to being in the stadium because it's been over a year, almost and a half. two years. Yeah, yeah, almost two years since we've been back. I felt like everyone who worked there seemed so happy to be there, and that was just really refreshing. Like right when I walked in, everyone was like, "Hi, welcome back," and 
it was they were so nice we had kind of a snafu with our tickets Mm -hmm. um and they were so great in helping us get get that straightened out and made sure i didn't miss anything because i you had our tickets and i showed up a little bit later and you had accidentally scanned both tickets right it was just an honest mistake or whatever and they made sure we got in and whatever so the people who worked there were so kind and um I was I ran into my old manager from my first restaurant job that I had when I I started there when I was 17 and I worked there until I was 20 and he's now one of the club managers for all of US Bank Stadium. Shout out Eric, he's amazing. But we were talking and he's like it's crazy how much work it's taken to get US Bank Stadium back into being open to having games and stuff there because it's been sitting dormant for mm-hmm. a year. They haven't had anything go on there. So just, you know, getting product back in, back in and making sure people are trained on the new things and stuff. But honestly, I didn't feel like they really missed a beat. So no, imagine dusting that place. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I don't even want to like dust my TV console, let alone an entire. I mean, oh, my gosh, like climbing up to like how high the ceilings are. I mean, you know, there had to be some cobwebs and stuff in oh. there. Maybe they cleaned it like little by little they, every few weeks. They must have had to. I mean, it looked great. Everything was super clean. I feel like they had more hand sanitizing stuff. Mm-hmm. and You know, so, yeah, it was it felt so good to be back there. I was just so happy. Yeah. And I hadn't been in that club in a while. It used to be the Hyundai club. Um, and maybe I wasn't paying attention the last times I was in there, but um, had parlor yeah. as a concession, which was great. Um, they had rusty taco. Um, and then they did have like a regular like cheeseburger hot dog. But I was very impressed with um, the last time the we parlor. were there was for the final four, right? I think so. And yeah, we were in that um, yeah, club. It seems so different. And we came in a different way too. Yeah, we they only in, had one gate open. Yeah, we came in from the side. We didn't come in from the back, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you could last weekend. So it just seemed a little different. And obviously, now that it's sponsored by Polaris, <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. It is, and it is a little different. But um, yeah, so we'll be there this Saturday. We will actually sit in our seats and pay attention to the game. Yeah, I'm excited. I looked at the depth chart, uh, depth chart this morning. Um, no real surprises there other than, well, I guess this isn't really a surprise, but Darisaw is um, starting second on the depth chart. He has been dealing with an injury, um, but hopefully that won't be the situation all year. I am a little disappointed my guy WAP, uh, wide receiver five. Ooh. Chad Beebe is in front of him. Um, Did you know his dad played professional football? <laughs> Excuse me? I know. I wish someone would mention that. That's kind of a big deal. Wow. Oh, um, I know. And there was actually, oh, my gosh, I should have had it pulled up, but somebody I've never even heard of was above him. So hopefully WAP can shine. Uh, Jake Browning was number two on the chart. Should we make this the official WAP fan club? Sure. Yeah. Sports in the City, the official <laughs> WAP fan club. Absolutely. We are gonna have maybe we can have him in here oh if he God. makes the team. That, excuse well, excuse me, me, we're I'm manifesting sorry. when he makes the team. Yes, when he makes the team. Um we, let's put that out there. PCO, positive content only. Yes. And he could very well PCO. be Mr. Mankato. We would love to see it. Which I refuse to change the name. It is always Mr. Mankato to yeah, me. Duh. Um so yeah, that'll be fun this Saturday, three PM kickoff. I love that. Um, and we might go there. to, yeah, if you're there, uh, come say hi. We um, are probably going to go to training camp tomorrow, too, um, since it is uh, the last day and they will be in pads. 
Um, and it's joint practice with the Broncos, too, so that would be fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. And like I was saying, I'm excited to see Teddy. I'm not necessarily a Ted head, but I just love his smile is just so infectious. And I just I just love the guy. He's got good energy. He does. So I'm excited to see him. Um, that'll be an interesting quarterback battle between him and Drew Locke. I think they'll probably go Locke. Um, not, I think they're kind of not that much different in performance wise, but, um, I think they can't, they, if they decide to bench lock, you know, there's no going back from that. So I don't think they'll want to go the other way, but okay. Well, what should we get into next? Uh, Someone reached out to me and was like, I, um, I see you put about as much show prep into the (laughs) first episode as the common man. And I was like. A little. I didn't know if I should be a little offended or if I should be flattered. You know, honest. I'm taking that as a compliment because we totally, won- is it wing it? We winged it or wung it? I don't know. Right. Which, like I said, was I thought totally unlike you. I know. Um, just to clear this up, I just had a really embarrassing moment on the power trip. <laughs> it was actually my power trip debut. And um, I totally meat sauced it. So um, please don't listen if you didn't already. Don't tell them not to listen. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, skip skip through any part that I talk, please. Um, or <laughs> I know that's pretty much impossible. Oh, I um I mix things up like not like that. That was really bad. Um, to anyone who didn't hear it, I basically said that uh, Black Hole Sun was the music video with the little girl dancing in the bumblebee costume. Uh, totally the same thing. That the little bumblebee has big Black Hole Sun energy said, for sure. And the best part was I said it's ingrained in my mind. So and it's ingrained in my mind incorrectly, like a lot of uh, things that I know. So Haley is obviously the expert here on music. I will never pretend that I am. Well, here's the thing that's good about our relationship. And also a little bit, it's very funny because I have seen every movie. I know every song. And you you are like Katie Heron in Mean Girls. You're a Martian. You're like, <laughs> what a compliment. My queen, Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I know. Wow. But I'm... And, I don't mean that negatively that you don't know anything, but it just, it's not as important to you. I mean, as a kid, I was like sitting in my bedroom. I used to have, I had a whole wall when I moved from my room upstairs into the basement. Of course I lived in the basement. My, when my sister was born, I got down there, but it was great. Cause then I was able to sneak out to see my boyfriend in high school. But <laughs> anyway, sorry, mom, if you're listening, I, yes, I did that. Um, but I had a whole wall that was filled with, song lyrics on like neon paper super dramatic of course green day but that's always been super important to me and then you well i you like, i love like, music yeah. and i love alt rock 90s alt rock that is my favorite thing every time there's a peloton ride with rock music 90s yeah. i do it automatically um i'm just really bad at song names and um keeping bands straight not so much in the 90s but definitely like the 2000s and i don't know why that is like my song recognition is there and I know what songs I like but I don't always know titles and things like that I guess yeah that's just not my strong suit but well I can't remember why I walked into a room but I can remember the lyrics to Black Hole like (laughs) yeah I have no reason to but no um let's say shout out to your sister real quick though because you just brought her up um she has been so sweet so supportive she does not care about sports at all but she has been one of our biggest cheerleaders and fans in this. And we love you, Senna. And she is so cute yesterday. <laughs> oh, tell God. us tell what she did. So I get a, t- a text from my little sister. And she's like, 
I got a surprise for a funny surprise for you and Sal. And I, I said, oh, my God, what is it? And she sends me a, a picture of a folder with Adrian Peterson on it. And I'm like, why did you buy this? He's not even on the team anymore. She's like, yeah, but I didn't know that. And I can't get it. I can't return it. She was at some store called Axeman. I'm like, why are you there? She's like, I don't know. You don't want to know why. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, yeah, she uh, she got us a Adrian Peterson folder for our podcast notes, which obviously we take a ton of notes. So I didn't see. I don't think so that that, that folder wasn't hole punched with like three ring binder, right? Oh, man. Because I know I'll get that thing all messed up. A hundred percent. So maybe we should get a binder for like our important. How a binder. Co- <laughs> how much did you love school supply shopping? Oh, the best, the best. Speaking of binders, uh, Mark Rosen for the last like eight years has um, made fun of me. He's a huge Rick Spielman guy, and I don't know if he's even as huge as he acts like or if he just says it to get me going. But there was that draft year where um, Mark Rosen said he, or sorry, uh, Rick Spielman said he had a binder full of um of scouting reports yeah on someone and <laughs> i don't remember who right now and i was yeah I, I guess i messed that story up and i don't even remember the details <laughs> of it but basically yeah binders uh is a rick spielman joke yeah i think we um we should get a binder because that was so much fun buying school supplies i don't know what we would put in it but well and now is the season they're probably actually kind of picked over but yeah because there'll be Halloween stuff coming in soon. Oh, God. I seriously can't believe. I'm such a basic bitch for saying this, but I can't believe summer's almost over. I can't either. It doesn't really seem um, real to me. I think we'll get into, like, mid-September. But as I say that, the first weekend in October a couple years ago, we were tailgating and it was snowing. Oh. <laughs> so, knock on wood. There's not really any wood in here. No. Um. So, yeah, Vikings Vikings are kind of underway. I still doesn't feel real just after last year because I'm we are so specific about what we do on game days and with our friends and whatever and last year was just obviously for everybody and in the grand scheme of things our football schedule being thrown off is not at the end of the world by any means that's not what I'm saying I'm not saying that but it just football season didn't feel normal and I'm sure it didn't for anybody else you know so it's just to be back was amazing and I had a hard time um, last year because I didn't want to get my hopes up. So I kind of told myself the whole offseason that football wasn't really going to happen yeah. because of COVID. And then even when the season started, I was like, this is going to this is going to get canceled. So it was kind of hard for me to connect last year, I think, also just because we were out of our routine. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for Donut Club. Anybody who doesn't know, um, we do a Donut Club every week with our girlfriends. The um, Vikings, uh, shout out to... Um, Oh my gosh! How certified is, athletic yeah, trainer, certified, uh, certified athletic trainer Eric Sugarman. He has a donut club every Saturday with the Vikings guys, and so we like to do a spin on that. Um, if you've never seen it, it's always on his Twitter every week. But that's something super fun that we do. That's a tradition at this point. And um, is this our third or fourth year doing it? I think 2018 was the first year that we did it. So this, yeah, this would be our yeah yeah third year. Crazy yeah. So looking forward to get back into that. We did it last year, but obviously didn't seem feel the same. So no, and every couple of weeks we were missing someone. Our friends kept getting pregnant and having babies. Yes. So they couldn't make Donut Club, unfortunately. Yeah, so, priorities. I know. Right, God. like get get them together. 
so yeah, um, that'll be fun to get back to. We should definitely do that this week. We got to find some good donuts. If you have any good donut suggestions, mm-hmm. please let us know. Tweet us or <laughs> send us a message on Instagram because we are always looking for delicious new donuts. And if you have any gluten-free donut selections, please let me know because that's what I need. Yeah, we typically mix it up every week and go somewhere different. But um, if any bakeries would like to sponsor us um, and just supply our donuts and we'll give you a shout out every week, that would be um, a lifesaver. For sure. Um, Okay, so I was telling you earlier, last night I watched the Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix. And it was so interesting because it happened. This is insane. 2004 was 17 years ago, which I absolutely cannot wrap my head around. Um, but so I watched that last night and it was so interesting. It's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, it just came out on August 10th. So literally yesterday. Um, but I highly recommend it. Ron Artest is on it or Meta World Peace, however you uh, prefer to address him. But it was so interesting because he talked about having anxiety and depression and what he was struggling with. And I think at the time that that occurred, he was like, 22 or 23 and he went into that season saying I need a break and before the season even started and everyone was kind of like what the fuck dude the season's just starting like you need to get it together and the Pacers basically told him no you can't have a break from basketball you have to continue Mm -hmm. playing you're not sitting this out so he was playing and he said he said he struggled with anxiety and depression I was like I see you I see you Ron and he said, I get depressed about things that have have already occurred, and I have anxiety about the things that are going to happen in the future. And that's such a simple way of understanding or way of putting having anxiety and depression. And it was so nice to hear, first of all, a man. Mm-hmm. Secondly, a successful man, sports. Absolutely, uh, yeah. You know, sports icon. Talk about having anxiety and depression and in 2004 certainly people weren't talking about that like no yeah when I did not watch it yet I should have taken your cue when I saw it on your Instagram story but instead I thought oh I should watch hard knocks that will be something to talk about tomorrow so I saw everyone tweeting about uh Jerry Jones and his food selections but yeah when you mentioned that when we got here today it really reminded me of Troy Williamson we had him on the Vikings podcast um, that I do, and um, with Dustin, Ron, and Bryant McKinney, and I, um, he, we had um, Troy Williamson on the episode after Randy Moss, so it was very fitting. But it was kind of like, oh, what do I ask him that isn't going to be offensive? Um, is he going to be like forthcoming? Is he going to be sensitive? And he was like an open book, and everyone thinks I know that there was the rumor that um, he couldn't, his eyes were messed up, yeah. and that's why he couldn't catch and. He was so transparent about he um, ended up going to the doctor. It was a team doctor. And they said to him, um, OK, I want you to take some psychological tests. And he was like, what? You know, again, male athlete, young. This was obviously even earlier than 2000. Well, no, he was drafted in 2005, right? Yeah. So around the same time. Yeah. Um, and he said that they came back with that. And they basically said that he w- they thought he may be bipolar. Mm-hmm. And I and they he said that that had so much to do with actually what happened, but yeah. that couldn't be shared. That couldn't be talked about. He had no idea what bipolar was. He's an athlete, just just like you just talked about. And 
you couldn't come out and give that excuse. No, God, no. And so, um, you know, it was just kept a secret and he like was, you know, was trying to figure that out. But then on top of that, the pressure you're taking Randy Moss's um, role in the offense. I mean, that amount of pressure, I think, would crush almost anyone and then take into account the uh, the mental illness going on there. So that's what it reminded me of when you were um, talking about it in the hallway. Yeah, it just watching the documentary because you're like, oh, the you know, when this happens, you're like, oh, he's just a dick. Like, who mm-hmm. runs up in the stands, you, you know? And a lot of the documentary, they talked about how the media was like, the NBA is full of thugs and this is hip hop culture mm-hmm. and there needs to be a change. And first of all, super racist. Like everything right, yeah. that they're saying is so terrible. And it's like you're you're looking at the actions of just a few people and you're totally making a blanket statement. It was really gross. But then also they're blaming the players for being having stuff thrown at them mm-hmm. and people are coming onto the court right. and about to throw a punch. And it's like, they're they're putting this the fans are kind of breaking that unspoken rule of Mm -hmm. you leave you don't do that like whatever we all yell and get mad or whatever but you can't throw things at people and it's just human response to defend yourself yeah yeah it's fight or flight and it's like who's gonna turn around if you get Mm -hmm. i mean these are human beings yes they're not just you know a product for your entertainment they actually have feelings yes exactly yeah and to find out then that he was struggling with anxiety and depression. So he's already going through some shit. And then someone's throwing stuff at him. Like, I would be livid, too. Like, I can't say that I would act perfectly in that situation. Yeah. And like you said, back then, you couldn't talk about it. And no. it is so um, refreshing to see where, as a society, we are um, able to move past that now. You know, I know Lindsey Young of the Vikings has been doing um doing those stories about Vikings mm-hmm. players who have came out and been transparent about mental health stuff. But unfortunately there is still people out there that say you're a professional athlete. What do you have to be depressed oh, about? You, you know, or, and the thing that gets me all the time is, well, you make X amount of money. You need to show up and do your job. And it's like, to me, it's all relative, right? Like to me making, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever a year is a lot of money. But when you're, but to them, that is the standard of their pay, what it is. And so yeah. that is what they are accustomed to. And it's also like no matter how much money you're making, you're still a human being. You still deal with real life issues. Yeah. And I just that argument like grinds my gears so much. It's like they have a limited amount of time also to make this much money. For They're, sure. I mean, depending on how long your career is, you're very fortunate to have it more than a few years. And so it, I yeah, it, I really needed to watch that documentary because I think I'll identify with it um, on a few levels. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and Reggie Miller is a big part of it, obviously, and and he was fantastic. And it, it everyone really opened up, and so I really enjoyed it. It was only it was just over an hour. It just came out on Netflix, so I highly recommend it. And something that I've seen talked about um, lately on social media is how even just us in everyday jobs, you can't necessarily tell your employer like, hey, I just need a mental health day. Yeah. Um, it's still looked at very, um, it's still judged and looked down upon. And of course, uh, employers have to stay in business, right? I mean, for me, like I'm a service provider. If I don't come into work, they have to reschedule everyone on my schedule or move mm-hmm. them to someone else. And believe me, I know how... Um, frustrating that can be because you know I've worked the front desk before I've had to make those phone calls and 
it sucks, quite frankly. But at the same time, don't you want to protect your employees' mental health so that they can come back and do the best job, the best job possible? Because if I'm having full-blown anxiety, like when I was working before COVID in a salon, um, I was off. I don't think I was very good at my job because I I was having trouble even communicating yeah. when I would go to the shelves to sell hundred, two hundred dollar skincare, and I couldn't even talk about it in an educated way. And then I would get, I would trip over my words, I would stutter, and that would hurt my confidence so much to the point where I wouldn't even try, even mm-hmm. though I knew what I was talking about. I couldn't articulate it because my anxiety was so bad. And so, um. I know a few months later, I said to you, I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that I was acting how I was at work, how I was like having full blown panic attacks all day long back then. Um, and thank God I've, I've gotten my mental health in the best place ever. But it, it is unfortunate that employers still in this day and age can't be understanding of that being a sick day. You almost have to lie and yeah. say, oh, I have a migraine or, oh, I have a stomach bug. A hundred percent. I know for me in the past, when I have had really bad anxiety, like especially three years ago, it was just easier for me to be like, I'm having an issue with Crohn's. Mm -hmm. I can't. And it was like, no, I'm melting down. Mm -hmm. I'm falling apart. Mm -hmm. But if you blame it on something physical, Mm -hmm. then people are like, oh, yeah, well, no, that's understandable. And even sometimes people are assholes about that. But (laughs) yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah. I mean, it is it is unfortunate because you should be able to share that. So when you come back to work, people can maybe be a little um, more understanding of, you know, you might need a little bit extra time to complete something or you yeah. might not be necessarily in your same mood and they can be um, aware of that. And so how they treat you. But um, yeah, like I said, we're making progress as a society and that is huge. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think, you know, if someone is willing to talk about it you should be open to listening to them because it is hard to talk about oh yeah I mean I'm a person who I let you know what I want you to know and I (laughs) yeah you're not yeah I'm not I don't like to freely give any information that doesn't need to be shared so if I'm willing to talk about it I would hope someone would be like oh no you actually are talking about this this means it's important to you so yeah and I I see that from you I think you have gotten a lot more open and transparent about sharing things just in general, not just mental health stuff. But yeah, it is um, like, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, most people I know deal with some sort of um, some sort of mental health issues. But it was really refreshing to me when I heard Marnie on um, the power trip a few weeks ago. And she said, you know, I can't I can't relate at all. I've yeah. never had any depression. I've never had any anxiety except for, you know, specific things I can point to. But she still spoke about it like she understood she still had empathy for people that did and I think people that don't have that it's kind of rare because they just don't have any idea what it's like and so you know maybe they have been depressed about a breakup or depressed about you know a a family member passing away Mm -hmm. but they can't understand it on a level that maybe you can't identify what's going on and so it was so nice to hear her say that because um, she's obviously somebody I really respect and for her to be an advocate for something she doesn't necessarily relate to was really was really nice to hear it is and it's just that's such a basic human thing that more people need to do is trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I can't, uh, you know, there's things that you deal with that I don't understand or vice versa. Mm -hmm. But to be able to be like, I don't get it, but I want you to be in the best shape possible. So, you know, whatever I can do, I'm not going to put something on you or whatever. 
is huge. And and that's something that I think we're dealing with in society. <laughs> it's like um, the self-awareness, I think, is kind of dying because of social media. Mm-hmm. People are so polarized now, whether it's politics, whether it is um you know, Kirk Cousins, is he good or is he bad? I don't even mean the recent, the recent stuff that's going on. It's like, you have to believe things one way or the other. And it's like, okay, but nobody thinks about, okay, well, why does, why does this person that I'm debating feel that way? Yeah. And I think if you can have conversations that are open rather than butting heads, that's, that's good. Um, wow, time is time is flying by. We wanted to keep this at forty five minutes, but maybe we can go longer because didn't we well, have? Well, it's been thirty two minutes. Oh, so. that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't start right at seven. So, so um, one thing I know we wanted to talk about was thirty years of the fan. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And how much KFN has meant to both of us. Um, if you didn't hear, Barrero did an interview with Bosberg yesterday. And talking about the history of the fan and how the fan came to be. And it was so interesting and so amazing to hear kind of the origin story and and how the move from AM to FM and things like that. So we wanted to talk about kind of what the fan has meant to us and how we started listening. So I started listening like eight years ago. And I started listening because uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, you need to listen to the power tripper. And he would always turn it on, like, turn it on in the car. And I'd be like, it would we would just hear like 15 minutes or like of the eight o'clock hour and I'd be like why is Mark Rosen always laughing this is so annoying I don't <laughs> get it it's not funny and he's like no just listen to the whole podcast so I started podcasting and I was like holy shit this is the best thing I've ever heard laugh nonstop, fully immersed and then it was like well I'd listen to the power trip and then I would then I started listening to PA and then once PA was over, I'd be like, oh, I guess I'll listen to Common. Well, then once Common was over, we're like, well, yeah, I guess I'll listen to Barrero. So, yeah, it's just been – it started with the power trip, and now it's all of them, and now it takes up my whole life. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know how you'd have time to fit other podcasts in, but you always do. It's I've told you this before. I'm like, yeah. it blows my mind how you have time to listen to that all day. And then um, – friends podcasts or people that you support personally you always listen to their shows and then you listen to other shows for entertainment like true crime stuff and I don't mean to act like oh you have all this free time I'm just saying you you prioritize um listening to all these shows and I think it's really cool well I get more work done when I'm listening to podcasts if Mm -hmm. I'm listening to music I I spend songs yeah I spend so much time trying to find the perfect music but Mm -hmm. if I'm just listening to a podcast it kind of helps me not shut off my brain but be able to focus my brain on what I'm actually doing and then just have that little bit of background noise so yeah it's worked out very well for me and um the entertainment value has made me so much more productive so yeah (laughs) that's what I've been doing lately too because I've been trying to do more work on my actual computer to like separate work from my phone and it's obviously less distractions and um sometimes my hands are like cramped at the end of the day it's kind of um embarrassing and I'm like uh oh my god get off your phone but I do do a lot of social media for you know other people other than myself and things like that and it's just you get accustomed to being on your phone uh but for me I actually started listening to the fan it's got to be nine years ago at least maybe ten um and I discovered on iHeartRadio app and kind of like what I talked about last week is just, you know, um, finding stuff to connect with um, as being a long distance Minnesota sports fan. And I would listen in the morning when I was getting ready to work. I was obviously an hour ahead there. Um, So I would listen to PA 
because I didn't I worked in a salon so I didn't work until a little later in the morning and then um if I had a day off from the salon or if I was driving to my next bartending restaurant job I would listen to Common and um and then sometimes Barrero as well and it was it's kind of a weird thing and I'm sure people that don't live locally that listen to KFAN can relate to this okay you're hearing about all of this local sometimes local news that's going on in Minnesota, whether it's like a pop culture thing or, um, you know, local sports like uh, hockey, high school hockey and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And also, I mean, hockey was pretty foreign to me just because you don't listen to it. Um, Sorry, watch it much there because no one plays it. So it was like, okay. And again, like the Vikings thing, I would know all of this information and then I didn't have anyone to talk about it to. So it was kind of um, that made it kind of even more isolating and things like you're hearing the weather report. It's a blizzard here. And then you're walking out to your car and it's like 80 degrees. (laughs) It just kind of became like this huge disconnect. Um, So that's also, you know, another reason that I moved here because it was just like it felt like I was already here in a way because I did listen to the station so much. But I wasn't. And yeah. <laughs> I would hear Common and uh, it took me a while to get the bit with Common. I used 100%. to only, <laughs> I only liked the hour that Mark Rosen was on because yeah. it was like that was when they really talked sports, you know, almost that whole hour. I used to be like, what is this bozo doing on the air? I know more sports, more about sports than him. And he has a show. I used to always be like, he's always saying it's 13, 14 past the hour. I'm like, how is it always that? <laughs> God, like really? Dipshit. Like, it took me like weeks to figure that out. I'm like, oh, he's just saying that. But Wait, what's your height and weight? I, I'll throw you back. I'm, God. But, you know, now I just, I love that show so much. It's such a great escape. Um, it's something I have to listen to um, more days than not, but especially on a Monday after a Vikings game or, oh, you know, the, just the montage. the montage. Tennessee just kills it. And I just love to laugh, especially if it's after a loss. You know, they can mm-hmm. really make light of it and um, help you put things in perspective and not wallow all day. Like, that's the one thing to look forward to. One of my favorite things is that noon on Fridays and noon on Mondays during the Vikings season, our Skulder group chat is just lighting up. Talking oh. about the montage. Like, oh, yeah. We're pumped up for the weekend, for the game. We're ready to go. Like, yeah. Tennessee let the fire under our asses. We're yeah. ready to go. And then Mondays, if it's after a loss, we're all, like, listening to Sad Eyes at the same time. We're like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the anticipation of the montage is, like, oh, my, like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Right? And we're like, losers. <laughs> I know. Well, it's just so great. It, it really is. is. And so. It's an important part of our lives. Thankful for for the fan. Um, don't know really what I would do without it, to be honest. So um, it was also crazy that they did not know it was the 30 year anniversary. Of course, they had uh. mind. that just shows <laughs> the fan, though. That is the fan in a nutshell. Yeah, 100 percent. Yep. So, um, K fan, we love you. And we kind of owe that to us being friends like we talked about last yes. week. So um, the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Long live the <laughs> fan for sure. Um, so one thing we kind of just, we talked about, we had a really important business meeting at the pool on Monday and we talked about wanting to kind of end the podcast on something that kind of stuck with us for the week that put us in a good mood or made us happy or kind of inspired us because, you know, we're such positive bitches now. So, Mm -hmm. um, so we make it very known that we're obsessed with Peloton. We have started we started working out you started working out in december I started december 26th yes. i got my peloton <laughs> january 4th is when i started working out and 
we've just fallen in love with working out and it's been amazing with our friend group and we all of us peloton girls we share workouts and things like that so it's just been super inspiring to us yeah let me say i know there's a lot of people who hate on peloton and i understand you know something that kind of seems like a fad and it can be oh well why don't you just work out why do you have to talk about it and that kind of bugs me because you know i was scared to order my peloton i did it because um we had the second shutdown right before thanksgiving last year and so we couldn't go to the gym and i had just had my my knee surgery like the third week of october and um, it was supposed to be a very brief recovery. It ended up being a little bit longer, but I was just so excited to get back into being able to do things physically because I was really limited in what I could do. And then so when Walls announced that there was going to be the extra shut, the new shutdown, I was just devastated. I was so depressed because I'm like, I've been cooped up just sitting here. I could feel myself gaining weight. And, I, you know, you can just I don't know. When you get in that mindset, I can like almost feel myself. Like oh, I can feel my waistline expanding as I'm sitting there on the I'm couch. Like, I don't want to try on clothes right now. Sweatpants yeah. are all that fit me. And I said, you know what? Screw it. And I didn't know if I was really going to use it. And um, it's been, I'm not like a rah, rah, rah person where I want somebody like saying a bunch of positive stuff to me that actually annoys me. But um, I just can't even express what a great decision that was because now I love working out. It's not just Peloton. It's there's the strength workouts. There's um, I've been really getting into Pilates, which I never would have imagined no. that that would be my speed of workout. I do yoga now. And I always <laughs> was like, I have all these pairs of yoga pants and I've never been to yoga. And now I love yoga. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so amazing to have embraced that and really enjoy it. And it is kind of a social thing with our girlfriends. And so it's it great when you have friends that, you know, you can talk about all of that with and say, oh, I really recommend this workout. I loved it or I didn't necessarily like this one. And yeah. you can hype them up. And I love it that I can see my progress and, you know, where I was a few months ago and and things like that. So it really has been great um, for me. And everyone's like, oh, you wasted all that money. Are you are you rich or something? It's like, OK, you can get it on an interest free payment plan. <laughs> um, and it's pretty much the same as as a gym membership. And I yeah. don't think I've been to the actual gym. I need to cancel my membership. You actually, cancel that? no, because you have to do it in person. Oh, God, I can't stand oh, they're that suckering that money out of you. And I made the mistake of signing up at the Minnehaha location, which is Lake Street. Oh. Um, and it got destroyed obviously in the yeah. looting and I don't know why I even did that um in the first place but so I have to go to that location you can't go to another one and oh, I'm yeah. just like they're gonna get money out of you for the Ugh. rest of your life yeah but anyways back to what you were saying okay so a little backstory um one of our favorite instructors on Peloton is Leanne and she just got engaged to another instructor named Ben a couple weeks ago shout out Ben and Leanne we love you if you ever listen. Um, but Leanne just posted on Instagram the other day a picture of her engagement. And she said, I made one decision in 2018 to say yes to one Peloton. And it literally changed my life forever. As a side note, before that, I was fucking miserable. My personal life was unhappy and I just didn't know how to change it. At 30, I thought I was too old to start again as a lot of my friends were starting to settle. And that freaked me out. One professional decision helped me to learn my worth, walk away from what didn't serve me, fall in love with who I was without feeling the need to change for anyone's admiration and in time take a chance with Ben. You're never too old to start again and you should always take a chance. Mm -hmm. I yeah, love that. You that, sent it to me and I was like, holy shit, I love that. It gave me chills and especially because 
Leanne seems like such a positive person all the time. She seems very upbeat. She's always really happy. Um, mm-hmm. She's dancing around and stuff. She was a dancer for many professional artists on tour. I would never imagine her being in a bad place, let alone as bad as it sounds being like miserable. she was. But yeah. what does that tell you? You never know what's going on in someone's personal life. Absolutely. And it's just like to read, and I identify with that completely, like the in your 30s thing. Um, I know you and I have talked a lot about, you know, we hold ourselves to these expectations that we put on ourselves as kids. Like, yeah, I'm going to be married when I'm 25. I'm going to have kids when I'm 26. And that's probably older than I told myself I was going to do those things. Yeah, right. And it's like, I I try to tell myself, you know, you did that when you had a no, you knew nothing about life. So why Real. am I listening to that voice of like eight year old, 10 year old me? And then it's also. It's also like society has changed so much since then, too. It's like it's not abnormal for women to be still single at the age we are or not have kids. And so um, for her to say that in her 30s, she felt that way. I totally identify with that. Thankfully, I've let go of a lot of that. Um, And now I don't really prioritize those things. And I realize like my life is looking a lot different than I envisioned even a couple years ago. But I'm happy. Yeah. And that's what matters. I always say like I thought about this. Last winter when you, me, Jordan, and Josh were, like, sitting on my couch watching football one Sunday night. And, like, I had made dinner for us. And we were just hanging out. And it was super chill. And I was like, holy shit, this is not how I expected my life to be in my Mm -hmm. early 30s. I figured I would be married and I would be with kids watching football. And instead I'm with my, you know, the core four. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy and still full of love. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a holy shit moment like right life is really good and you just have to kind of appreciate where you're at and like Leanne said take a chance on yourself and and it's also there it shows a lot about where her mental state was too because I mean 2018 obviously Peloton it wasn't you know necessarily a household name for everybody I remember they really made a splash in you know the world when they had that commercial that yeah. Christmas commercial and yeah. when was that 2019 going into 2020 yeah and um Peloton UK she helped launch Peloton UK so that wasn't even over there yet but to hear her say that she kind of doubted herself taking that job and t- to her that was a risk is kind of hard to wrap your mind around because to me that would be like you've made it right like oh my gosh like the biggest you know brand out there in cycling is recruiting me and the fact that she even doubted herself on making a decision that to a lot of people would be a Mm no-brainer she obviously was filled with some self-doubt which we can absolutely relate to I mean there have been even just with podcasting there have been risks that we weren't willing to take even though they seemed like great you know opportunities and we were just like nope Mm -hmm. I I'm not going to be successful I'm not going to do it um and obviously, we're in such a different place now. So it was just so cool to see someone, again, be transparent about that stuff because yeah. it really it really is relatable to me in a lot of different ways. 100%. So And inspiring. It is. If for people who maybe aren't there yet. And I don't know. I always – now I think it's like it gets better. Holy shit, it gets – it gets so good. Life gets so good. I know, which I never would have thought. Like, I've been no. in a bad, you know, had a cloud over my head with depression for as long as I can remember since I was a young child. Um, I can point to it for sure in, like, fifth grade. Had anxiety even younger than that, which I obviously didn't know was anxiety, but I was, like, self-mutilating my, like, hands, you know, in, yeah. like, laying in bed, just, like, picking my fingers until they were, like, bleeding. And so I've 
dealt with that forever. And I never, if you would have, I would have never guessed that I could get rid of that. Never. Because it was just normal. Right. Um, and so it really does, it, it really does get better. And, and seeing, you know, someone that inspires us talk about that was very reassuring too, that we can still even go up from where we are right now. So if that's what we can leave you with is that (laughs) it gets better, appreciate what you have and take a chance and Look at us with the inspiring content to oh end God. the day. When, when did we turn into Oprah? <laughs> what the fuck? God, I okay. don't know. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is a little longer than last week. So uh, thank you for sticking with us. We look forward to talking to you next week. And yeah. This is <laughs> Skull Vikings. Skull. We'll see, we'll see you at the preseason game. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.